0: Robins at the gate, with Sky Sports and Five Live's Michelle Owen.
1: With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Put your money where your mates are. Playing is easy. Make your predictions on the outcomes of your chosen fixtures. For every result you predict correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves their top dog. Choose your own entry fee, however substantial or small, and split the winner's pot as you see fit. Who Knows Wins? Download the app now and start playing.
0: Welcome along to Robins at the Gate with myself Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. Thanks for joining us. I hope you had a lovely Christmas given the circumstances and it was as good as it could have been. Bristol City delivered on Boxing Day with three points, but last night against Luton was a different story. But Gregor, we'll begin with Wickham. We'll come on to Luton. Uh, What positives can we take at the moment? And we'll reflect on the year as a whole, which I don't know if that's always helpful in football because we work by seasons, not years, but we'll have a word about it. Uh, Dean Holden, is he under pressure? got any hope against Brentford and who will be recording January and what is going to happen in January with Covid and everything else going on. So Greg or Wickham out the weekend. I don't think Bristol City were particularly outstanding. I was there with you, we were both covering the game. Uh, but they did enough and, and Fram came off the bench and delivered again.
1: He did, yeah. Third time for him, isn't it? After the uh, winners against Blackburn and Derby, was it, I think? Yeah. And yeah, he keeps saving Dean Holden's skin, I think. Yeah.
0: I, I spoke to Dean Holder after the game and I said, you know, I, I think you might have had a similar conversation. I said, I, what's going on with, with Fan? Because he's coming off the bench and he's scoring goals for you, but you're not starting him. There's, there's speculation about his contract. What's the situation there? And he said, well, actually, he's nursing a groin problem. So I think if he'd come out and said that a little bit earlier, then maybe the fans wouldn't have been, you know, so yeah. understandably, so, so niggly about what, why isn't he more involved.
1: Yeah, you're right. He you can only play twenty to thirty minutes at the moment, which is why we saw him come off the bench again last night. And yeah, he had a scan as well a, um, a week or two ago. So it's obviously a, a bit of a problem that they're having to ride out to add to the many, many others. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's, it's um, yeah. so difficult, isn't it, at the moment? I mean, we can talk about the wicked performance and result, but he's having to call on youngsters Dean Holden to to come on. And, and help him out. And it was actually Opie Edwards who got the assist for Famara Shiju with that little touch. And he wasn't involved against Luton. But it's pretty desperate at the moment, the injury situation. And, OK, you'd be expecting to beat bottom-of-the-table Wickham. But they beat Cardiff last night. So nothing is ever a given in the championship. Wickham, actually, before that game, were averaging 38% possession. They're the lowest average possession in the championship by some way. Against Bristol City... They had 46% and they had 13 shots. They only had the one on target and that ended up being a goal, uh, even though it was heavily deflected off, off Mariapa. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought, Gregor, about um, the Wickham game is when um, Andrew Mar- Mariappa came on, uh, he just doesn't look up to speed to me. And yes, he, he put his body on the line to block the initial shot from what actually became the goal from McCleary, but I, he seems a bit flat-footed and I, maybe I'm being really harsh because there aren't any other choices, but is that... Is that indicative of, of where Bristol City are? That's the sort of player they've got coming in rather than a really great backup.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on. Obviously, Steven Sessignon still out and he, he'll probably be out for a few more weeks at least. But you, you're right, Mariapa's come in and I don't think he's done enough to, to really warrant extending how long he's going to be staying for. I think he's just contracted until um, January or mm. maybe the end of January and I'm not too sure whether they will extend that because uh, even last night as well, coming on for Jack Hunt for the final half an hour. But yeah, in that game as well, he's he's just not shown enough in the right back position. Very little creativity, doesn't get forward at all. Reminds me a little bit of Adam Matthews a, a couple of seasons yeah. ago when, yep. I, when I was watching him and he was what I would call a statuesque defender. Uh, in the worst case of the of the word, and yeah, he, he, okay, he can fill in at centre back, but I personally, I don't think he uh, he's good enough for that position. I wouldn't want him playing at the back there, certainly not regularly. So yeah, I completely agree. I think they've got a bit of an issue there, and that's uh, something they're going to have to look at.
0: Chris Martin scoring was was a positive, but it was only his third goal in all competitions, wasn't it, Gregor?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I said before the match uh, I wanted to see more goals from him and, and he needed a good performance and he, to be fair to him, he did deliver that but there haven't been enough of those uh, enough chances taken I, what I do like about Chris Martin though is he is always very intelligent with his little flicks and you look at how many times he just Lays the ball off to his teammates And he does create a lot of chances But I think if that's the case You're going to need goal scorers around him And this is the problem with Bristol City They just don't have that at the moment
0: No, and and moving on to... Luton, a game you were at. Um, <sighs> when you're going into this game, you know everything in the championship is unpredictable, and, and Luton were pretty much mid table. Um, they'd had the result against Reading, which they'd lost on Boxing Day, but they had hold, held Bournemouths that nil nil draw the previous Saturday. So it was never, you know, an easy undertaking. And, and they thrashed Preston the other week three 0 So they've had some decent results of late. From what you've said and from what I've read and from what I saw, I followed it at home because I got to my game last night and it was off uh, newport Warsaw pitch. So I was able to follow this one more closely than usual. Um, I thought Bristol City sort of shaded it in terms of possession. and The stats said that. But again, there just didn't seem to be a lot going forward, did there? I mean, even the goal was an own goal. Uh, what did you think of, of Narki Wells? He was bought off. The fans didn't seem very happy with him. Uh, also, Bristol City only named eight subs when they could have had nine. That's injury problems again,
1: isn't it? It is. And yeah, it's that man we were discussing before. Opie Edwards has now picked up an injury (laughs) as well. And that was in training um, earlier in the week. He's got a calf strain. Uh, Calum O'Dowd has has had a scan and they're waiting to find out how long he's going to be out for. But we're hearing that he's going to be out for a little while at least. So yeah, it doesn't get any better, does it? Uh, in terms of, yeah, the, the Luton game, though, as you, as you say, I, I think they're just missing a bit of an edge. And yeah, they, they had a good, I think it was around eight shots to maybe Luton's 11. And on chances, I thought it was fairly close. I mean, Martin hits the underside of the crossbar. And there's a couple of chances where the referee, Gavin Ward, may have given a penalty. And in fact, when we spoke to Dean Holden after the game last night, he was, in. well, maybe I was going to say incandescent, but that's maybe a little bit too too far. But he was adamant that Bristol City should have got a penalty, either for the Semenyo Challenge or for one on Narkey Wells, just before that. I'm not too sure about either of those myself. But yeah, they, I, I didn't think there was a huge deal between the two teams. And as you say, Luton have had a great record. They beat Norwich City as well, the, the sort of run almost runaway league, uh, league leaders at the moment. So that shows that they can beat the best at home. They're not easy to get past at Kenilworth Road and actually the pitch was not the best last night and I think maybe we saw a few errant passes because of that
0: yeah and, yeah, and sorry, I just say yeah I, I thought there were some sloppy passes but also I thought uh, in terms of the set piece again to concede from a set piece you know we, we can make excuses for injuries and, and I think it is really difficult is it a case of with, with the team not being as solid as they they'd like that players don't know what they're doing at set pieces. I mean, it, Dean Holden gives them their, their job, surely, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty clear on what they have to do. What What's what's the explanation for that one? Because everyone concedes from set pieces, it happens, but to concede from a set piece again is frustrating, isn't it?
1: It is, and they've got one of the re- worst records in the division now for conceding goals from set pieces. So that's certainly one area where they need to look at it. And it, 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 um, it's also the same going the other way in terms of they I think they've still got the, the record for the for the least or fewest goals in the division scored from set pieces. So it's definitely something an area that they need to improve. The, the only thing I would say is that Dean Holden does recognise that. And I do think that this all ties in with, unfortunately, the injuries when you're playing inexperienced players. And I was looking around the side last night and what we're doing really is we're seeing... As Dean Holden said yesterday, players learning on the job, the likes of Tyreek Backinson and Antoine Semenyo, who were both very good in patches last night, but also we're still not seeing the end product from Semenyo and we're not seeing the consistency from Backinson, who actually gave a couple of really sloppy chances that put Luton in on goal. There was a chance for James Collins that really had to be taken, but Dan Bentley pulled off an amazing one on one save, and that all came about because of a sloppy pass from Backinson. Now, I'm not well I am criticising those guys but they're only young this is their uh, breakthrough season I mean Packinson is is only 22 that's, that's getting on a little bit but he hasn't got many starts at this level relatively mm-hmm. and this is the whole ethos of Bristol City they want to bring these players through so I actually see it as as um, a few bright points from the last few games is the way that these guys are developing and it's just a case of having to be patient and wait for them to, to 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 really blossom into better players that can play at championship level consistently, and also to get the other players back. and I think when when they come back, we will see a bit of an upturn.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's just waiting for those players to come back now, though, isn't it? It's, it's such a concern. And I do feel like Bristol City are just, every season, We I say it on the podcast recently, every season we're talking about these injuries. And Harry tweeted us, he said, the overall performance against Leeton was terrible. Baconson was dreadful. Wales is clearly disinter- disinterested. I didn't want Dean Holden appointed. I definitely support him going, but realistically he won't be sacked. And the fact that the Kitty in January is going to be very small I think even competing for the playoffs this year has gone. I understand we have injuries, but every club has a congested fixture list at the moment and they aren't as woeful as City are. Wow, I mean, <laughs> I've seen it a few times about Dean Holden being under pressure. Do you think he's under pressure, Gregor? I don't uh, just
1: yet, actually. I, I was thinking about this and it has not been... Good recently. Obviously, that's three away defeats on the, on the trot. It's now six defeats in the last nine, which is mm. pretty terrible. But I think we do have to take into account all those players out, and, and some of them are not too, too far. am not expecting anyone to return imminently, but certainly in the next few weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm sure we'll come on to this, if, uh, if games fell through because of COVID-related yeah. um, problems. And City do have, um, we might go on to this as well, the chance to recall um, several players. Um, One of the big takeaways from speaking to Dean Holden last night was he was asked again about um, January transfer plans and he said it was going to be a quiet window for many clubs and he hinted that that would be the same at Bristol City. So we're not expecting much business or, or indeed any incoming business because of that, although I do think if they could find the right person to make a difference they would bring him in but it is all about um, bringing back some of these players from elsewhere who, who might not be starters necessarily but might just be able to give them a bit more experience on the bench because we saw Sam Bell come on last mm-hmm. night and I've been writing that he had a great little cameo bit at the end if you're a, a real Bristol City fan you might have liked that he, that he tripped up um, uh, Lockyer um, Tom Lockyer Tom, Lock- is it Tom yeah. Lockyer yeah, Tom Lockyer yeah, yeah. of Lewin Town, obviously yeah. exactly yeah so nice little cameo there mm. Bristol City's 2020 uh, oh go on go
0: on I'll
1: let you finish your point Well, no I was just going to say but but that's indicative that he is yeah he's only 18-19 years old whereas you've got and he's got no league experience whatsoever but if you bring back the likes of Aurora Edwards for example who's been playing up in League 2 and, and doing very well under Ian Holloway before he left Grimsby then, then yeah maybe that's a little step up that Bristol City can make
0: yeah, we'll come on to that in just a second. Bristol City's 2020, played 48, won 19, drawn 8, lost 21, scored 50, conceded 58. A long way off that that two goals a game that Dean Holder wants. It's not a great record. It's not promotion form, Gregor, but I am reluctant to look over a year because I think you look over a season rather than a year, personally, personal opinion. Um, mm. when, when we go into January, we're going to talk about possible returnees in a minute. We think we'll be quiet in the market, but I'm starting to wonder about football now. Um, what, what's going to happen? I think seven out of 12 League One games were off at one point At, at one point yesterday. Uh, the game I went to last night was off because of a waterlogged pitch, not because of COVID. We're seeing it happen more and more. We're seeing Premier League games be called off. Sam Allardyce is the new boss at uh, West Brom. And he was saying last night, obviously they had been beaten 5-0 by Leeds. I'm 66 years old. The last thing I want to do is catch COVID. I'm very concerned for myself and football in general, which is interesting because uh, I was in quest with Big Sam and I happened to know he went on holiday not so long ago, not when COVID was as bad as it is right now. But um, he, But, you know, things have changed and he's entitled to his opinion. And he thinks that football... Uh, should be concerned. So how concerned should we be? I mean, you go to games every week. I go to games every week. We're seeing games be called off. Sam and I called for a circuit breaker. And his point is, to be fair, joking aside, that it, he said, when I hear this variant of the virus transmits 70% quicker, we can only do the right thing, which would be a circuit breaker. So things have changed in the last month or so what do you think, Gregor? What do you think is going to happen? Eh? It feels like an impossible question. And I feel like we sat back in March again when I asked you that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but there are big problems, aren't there? You can see that across League One and League Two. And yeah, it seems even Premier League games now are coming under pressure and, and we've seen a few postponements. There's rumours that the Tottenham-Fulham game might be off tonight as well. So yeah, maybe they they should consider it. I personally didn't like necessarily coming into a tier four area um, to cover a game, but then I suppose that's just part of it. And and yeah, I mean uh, we do work under very strictly controlled conditions, so that is that is good at least. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure how it's going to pan out. Obviously, it's very good news on the horizon with the with the latest um, vaccine approved and Ashton Gate is going to be part of that, delivering that over the next few weeks and months.
0: Yeah, that's so, it's yeah, nice there, to see Ashton Gate involved with that, by the way.
1: There, there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but just at the moment, it's pretty dark and I, I think Sam, Big Sam's right. Um, a circuit breaker would be ideal. I think that might be possible for some of the um, divisions below the top one because you, you wouldn't expect too many clubs to go that far in the cup competitions which might mean that there might be a little bit of wriggle room for squeezing other matches in. Oh, it's uh, going to be tight, at, at, yeah, at the top end, I don't think it's possible but, but further down, maybe.
0: I don't know, you know, because the thing is, the Euros, isn't it? And And, mm. you know, from what we've heard, the Euros are going ahead and the supposedly in 12 countries as well, which feels impossible right now sat here. It just feels like there is no wriggle room because if if games start getting called off in their droves, I don't know where they put them. You know, pretty much from September to December, we have been at a game Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, whatever. Um, And I know the fans would love to be there too, but it's going to take its toll and it's very hard to see how they're how they're going to make this work if, if they take a break. But then again, they might need to take a break. So we'll watch this space. I mean, we are recording on Wednesday morning at nine o'clock. So I know Boris Johnson is making announcements. So if you're listening to this bit thinking, well, Boris has already covered all this. Um, he may well have done. So apologies um, if that is the case, but those were our thoughts before any announcements today. Uh, so, Gregor, who is going to be recalled? You mentioned um, O.R. Edwards, who's been up at Grimsby there. Anyone else on your radar you think might come back in in the next couple of weeks? Well,
1: Casey Palmer is the, the, the big oh, one. Oh, he's not playing at
0: Swansea at all. I'm, actually, I'm down Swansea tonight, and I'll, I'll let you know if he features at all. But, I mean, I've been down there a lot this season, and he is not getting a sniff. Um, mm. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that mud sticks, but he is getting a bit of a reputation where, where he goes. He's not getting game time, is he? He's 24. And mm. we have seen what an, he's what I call, I guess, a mercurial talent, Gregor. Um, this, this season, he's only made the starting 11 8% of the time. And he's only been given 15% of the available minutes. He's made 11 appearances. He's scored one goal and he's picked up one booking. Um, this loan is meant to end at the end of May. So he's been there since the middle of October. Uh, obviously, before that, he was part of the Chelsea setup, But he's had other loans that were more successful than, than this one's turning out. Um, and it was Lee Johnson that signed him. But let's just sort of recap. And he didn't really ever feature under Lee Johnson. We thought maybe that was a personal problem going on. But then Dean Holden sent him out on loan. So, what do you think about his future? Could he come back and now play a pivotal role perhaps in Bristol City season?
1: I, I certainly wouldn't see it being a pivotal role because it's not really been a pivotal role for him anywhere the last few clubs that he's been mm-hmm. at. Can he come in and contribute? Yes, I think he can. I do think actually he's got the skill set that Bristol City are particularly. Uh, missing at the moment with Liam Walsh and Jamie Patson not involved. They're missing that bit of creativity in the middle there. Whose place might he take? Probably if, if he came back, I think he'd be contesting with Adam Nage and Callum O'Dowder for one of those attacking sort of number eight midfield positions, breaking Can he play 10?
0: Can he play 10 is what I was going to say, because look at the lack of attacking options at times. I thought maybe he could play even further forward, Gregor.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree, and yeah, it could it could well do that. We've seen, uh, well, at the moment, it's sort four four two, but but we could well see them go back to three five two at times, and if or they a did that, 1. you're right. Yeah, and uh, any of those, and and he would be perfectly suited to that number ten. But I'm not, I'm not in any way suggesting he's going to come back and be uh, t- turn around the season <laughs> for against City and be oh, up, and no. be outstanding. But you never know. Um, I, I I would like to see him get a bit of a run of. Um, games just to see whether he can do it because we we just never know really. Um, mm. Obviously, I guess people decide from what happens on the training ground and maybe he's not doing enough work there. But I do think if he came back to Bristol City, maybe his first team chances would be better because Swansea have got Morgan Gibbs White coming back, haven't they? And mm. we under, understand that they want to bring a striker in and they might need to free up a lone spot. And I think it's between Palmer. And um is it Gyokrez? Is uh,
0: yeah, Yokorez, yeah, that's he's it, not done very it. much at all there, to be honest. Um when I've seen him, he's not quite looked up to speed. So Well, well yeah, one
1: of those two guys apparently is gonna be let go. So and Palmer would make a lot of sense because he'd come in and, and refresh City and midfield where well they're missing a few players. So yeah, that's that's one. And uh, we're here. We're hearing that possibly Cam Pring could come back as well. He's one in consideration. Dean Holden's having a meeting today um, with, with the likes of Brian Tinian and Mark Ashton about how they approach January and who they definitely bring back.
0: But what, yeah, about, we're hearing- what about Marty
1: Watkins? Yeah, he's, de- he's definitely back. He's already back. He's confirmed he, um, he came back uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's got yep. this... A hamstring injury, unfortunately, which has ruled him out until February. I reckon by the time he comes back playing, we might be looking at March, but Dean Holden confirmed to us last week that he is back for the rest of the season. Yep. So he's won, they've got, although he won't be available for a while. And yeah, as, as I say, Cam Pring is the one to watch because he's, he's doing really well with Portsmouth at the moment. He's played the last three league games. Oh, sorry, he's been involved in their last three league games. He started two of them. They kept three clean sheets in that time. He's helped them to oh, they he- did go top.
0: Top of the table. Sorry, Did go to the table? Yeah, and, and, and I saw him um, play at Cheltenham in a football league trophy game, and he's he got an assist. He's a really talented young young player. Well, I thought he got an assist. I don't know if it actually went down as an official assist or not. But um, he's he's played nine times for them as well in the league. Um and yeah. yeah, and three times in the EFL trophy, he did get that assist. And he's also made a couple of appearances in the FA Cup. He got a couple of assists in that as well. So he's racked up quite a few appearances in senior football now. And as backup for a left back, you know, where where he could be that sort of I'm not saying he's the next Joe Bryan, but he could have a lot of potential, couldn't he? And is he someone you could actually see? Again, I feel like I'm asking the same question. But could he play a bigger role than someone like Casey Palmer? Then
1: I could see him coming back, and it, it, this ties into obviously the philosophy at the club where they want to develop these young players. And he is one on the on the radar, doing very well in League One. Again, it makes sense because Jay De Silver is out for several months with his shin injury, as we discussed yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Tommy, so Roe can't play again. again. No, exactly, and and actually Callum Dowder at the beginning of the season was penciled in to play down the left, mm. uh, that was when they were playing a 3-5-2, but even he's out now so they're, they're crying out for another left-sided um, player, and obviously he, he's doing really well at Portsmouth just recently he's not actually been the first choice there, should add No, he, no, he hasn't he's got, Yeah, he's been behind Lee Brown, former um, Rovers defender, but he, he has impressed, and yeah, he's a guy who could come back, and I don't think he'd make a huge um, difference again but it's about getting these guys and having them on the bench having them compete and maybe look into the longer term and and that's to, to answer your question before really in terms of why Dean Holden's maybe not under too much pressure is not just the injuries but I do think Bristol City are well set up going forward because you look at all the young players that have been been involved quite a lot this year, probably more so than they would have liked back in San Semenyo and some of the other guys from the bench. They're continuing success with lone guys elsewhere. I do think they've got a lot to be positive about if they can just stick with it a little bit longer. I do understand performances and results not great at the moment, but I think that will turn in the new year.
0: Yeah, we'll have to, have to see. Just a few names there that Gregor's mentioned, and we just hope that some of these injured players get back soon too. So, do Bristol City have a, have a hope against Brentford? Fourth in the Championship, 38 points. They've been on an incredible run. We were recording this before they played Bournemouth, which should be a tasty one today. Kick off 5.30 on Wednesday. Um, okay, so they beat Cardiff. They beat Brentford in the um, League Cup. Sorry, they beat, Brentford beat Newcastle in the League Cup uh, the week before Christmas. Before that, they recorded wins against Reading. They drew Watford. They beat Forest. A bit of a shock when they drew with, with Derby and a couple of other draws and wins in there. But this incredible run they're on, Gregor. So many unbeaten now. The last time they lost was the 24th of October to Brentford, uh, to, to Stoke. Why do I keep saying they're, play, they're playing themselves? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. The last time they lost... Was to Stoke on the twenty fourth of October. Um, do we do we have any hope going into Saturday?
1: <laughs> well, it, that's one way of looking at it. As you say, they've only lost three times this season, haven't they? And. Bristol City have lost a, a well a, a massive nine compared to them. I, they've drawn a lot of games. That's the only thing. So that's
0: why they are fifteen on. unbeaten. Fifteen unbeaten. And I yeah. know there's draws in there, but okay. So they're incredibly difficult to beat, then, aren't they, Brentford? But they but are. Bristol had some some good results there in recent times. They have, and they're at, for all
1: your fifteen games unbeaten. They're only actually five points ahead of. Bristol City in the, in the table yeah. so um, yeah as as we've said they've drawn a lot of games and I think if Bristol City can get their defence right that's what they've, they've really got to do then then maybe they could um, trouble the bees. maybe not win there that might be asking a bit too much but might be able to to nick a draw there and they've done that the last few years if, if you think about obviously I remember Bobby Reed's late equaliser in injury time there a couple of seasons ago and and they went there and won didn't they when Chris Metham was sent off a couple of seasons ago obviously that was at Griffin Park Um, I'm looking forward to going to the new stadium, have you been there?
0: Yeah, Michelle. Uh, I've not, no, but obviously with COVID and things as well, it's not somewhere I've been, but it looks fantastic. I've driven past a few times and yeah, it's pretty impressive. So uh, and despite people saying it looks a bit like Lego, I actually think it looks fantastic. So I look forward to seeing what you think of it.
1: Yes, yeah, another one to tick off the list. So, looking forward to having a look at that. But as you say, it's going to be hugely tough. Wouldn't be surprised if they did unfortunately lose this one and and start the, <laughs> the new year in the worst possible manner. But then I think from then on, it's they've got the Pompey game at home, haven't they, in the FA Cup, and, mm-hmm. and maybe realistically, maybe a chance
0: for, for look, players to rest. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, expecting exactly. a couple of weeks looked, there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed that you have a a good trip back to London on, on Saturday, Gregor. And we'll catch up next week. We will preview the Portsmouth game in the FA Cup. Maybe we'll ponder what's happening as well with with COVID. We should know more next week after these announcements too. And we might have bigger insight into who else Bristol City will bring back in January as well. And then after that, it's Preston at home for the Robins. Okay, Gregor, thanks as always for your time. And thank you for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. And a very happy new year to you. Here's to a better 2021.
1: Robins at the gate With who knows wins This is not betting as you know it Download the app now and start playing Please subscribe and review us Wherever you get your podcasts